welcome to Real Talk, episode 65. I'm Todd, this is AJ. Yo! And we're back. Here we are. Ready to roll, ready to film. And like AJ said, your eyes watching us, that weird intro you did last week. I don't even, honestly, looking back, I don't even remember how what I said and how I said it. It just kind of happened. So. Hey, whoever was watching this for 15 seconds, the thing cuts off. I dare you to stay, chicken. Yeah, what? chicken. Got him. Nice, I love if it. If you're on the podcast, that's going to seem really weird. <laughs> but what we've noticed is sometimes we, Facebook has an analytics. Yes. You notice, you and I can see behind the veil. <laughs> and behind nice. that veil, we get to know how long people watch. Yes, we do. Um, how sort of an average time. It, tells, mm-hmm. it goes by 10 seconds, 30 seconds, and then like anything over minute. a minute. Because yep. they essentially assume if you're watching over a minute, you're probably watching. And uh, man, last week had a lot of views. It was really cool. And the reason we want to get views is uh, it just reaches more people, right? I mean, it's, right. and it's encouraging to us if we're really honest that, oh, yeah. you know, this is reaching people. So that being said, why don't you stick around? What are you doing? Probably going to go and watch a video about cheese or something. Yeah, cheese is weird, man. Yeah, you know watch how Facebook instead. videos are. Yeah, come on. This is when or if you're listening, I'm just instead of listening about... Burglaries and yeah. murder and crime. The pro- I bet you they listen. Yeah, there's a lot of crime podcasts out there. They're pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, I went to the uh, top hundred just to look at the top hundred podcasts. Yeah, I think last week. I didn't even tell you this. And uh, because one, I wanted to see if Joe Rogan was still number one. Is he still number one? Well, I don't know how accurate this is. He was number two. Wow. Uh, number one was that. Pretty sure that one that just fell apart, like Call Me Daddy or something. It's some sort of bar stool. Two, oh, okay. Two ladies I'm talking about inappropriate things. I shouldn't have even mentioned them. Interesting. Um, hmm. But don't go watch that for real. Anyway, it broke apart anyway. Huh. But it's interesting how many true crime podcasts are like in the top 25. Oh, yeah. People love the They crimes. love murder. Remember apparently. CSI? Yeah, CSI. I never liked CSI. Never was into it. I always thought it was interesting when they brought celebrities in. Like in That's the, why they brought them the in because guys like you. It worked. I remember the Tony Hawk episode I was in. I was like, oh, Tony Hawk, he got murdered, and they had to solve it. Oh, he's the only got murdered? Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It's a weird episode. So, yeah, if you're joining us for the first time, I wish I could tell you this doesn't happen a lot. It does. Though. Yeah, it does. So, I'm a, I'm feeling a little lightheaded today. I think I'm dehydrated. Why am I telling you? You probably wonder. Because in case they notice that I'm out of it and I almost mm-hmm. passed out a second ago when I was looking at from the laughing? camera. No. Just from talking. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Probably should, should have had to see. Should have had some more. All right. Oh, boy. Hey, you know what? I do have a question for our fans. Yeah. By the way, remnant church folk. So our church, this is a ministry of our church. Yes. Independent yet under the umbrella. Of it. You like what I did there? A lot of our members, I think it's so funny, man. Like, James, you know who you are, James. You're never going to watch this. James doesn't support us. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, I know this for a fact. And, you know, these people, when I look at it, because we can see behind the, the veil. That's right? right. We know how many people watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We know how big our church is. Mm-hmm. We know those don't add up. <laughs> so... Ooh. That being said, we would like to know, guys, those that do watch, would you like, would you prefer if we cut the chitter chatter mm-hmm. and we just ask questions first, get to the questions, share about our week later, or do you like the current format in which we typically share our week right. first and then go into the questions nice. after? Give us some feedback. Hey, drop a comment below or if you're listening on the podcast, you can go to www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. 
go down to the bottom where it says submit a question and you can just drop drop it in there. I would love to go. hear from some of our podcast viewers. Yeah, let us know what platform we're listening from, whether it's Apple Podcast, Spotify, there's Podcast Addict that I've seen that's popped up, Castbox, there's so many different things. So let us know where you're coming from as well. Yeah, I don't I would love you know, the first person from the podcast that type I've just decided this. Okay. First okay. person from the podcast that drops a comment in real talk and says, Hey, I'm I'm coming from the podcast. We're going to give you a shout-out on here. I love it. So Awesome. Give us your first name and where you're from. I love it. That's exciting. www.theremedy.live slash real-talk. Boom. And in latest news on the podcast, I saw we had someone listen from Pennsylvania. Hey. So whoever you are from Pennsylvania, Pennyland. you're the latest state to listen to Real Talk. William Penn. We thank you. History. William Penn. All right. <clears throat> so typically we start our show off... After all of this strangeness that is the reason people leave, we go with how our weeks have been. Yes. And like, you know, this is the real reason we did Real Talk is to encourage people to have these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how's your week been, man? It's had a very interesting on? week. Um, it's the Lord teaching. Hmm. I see you. Christ. <laughs> you literally, you never ask this like this, ever. <laughs> you always go, how's your week been, man? And then I go into it. Now you're going... What's the Lord teaching? <laughs> That's it. Well, I'm trying to be specific here. No, it's good. Right. It's just, it, it catches me off guard every single time. So what, are you, what are you learning? So, <laughs> it's funny that you actually asked me this because you made fun of me because I made notes about my week. I didn't make fun of you for that. <laughs> you gotta make notes. You this gotta is, make notes for your week. I didn't say it like, <laughs> like some sort of villain from a horror film. <laughs> you made notes. So I made notes, and it's funny that you asked me this because the my first line here that I have in my notes is actually just perseverance. So, um, that is a you know, Lord's teaching. <laughs> what? That, that, is a, that is a deal word. <laughs> All right, go ahead, man. I'm so, dehydrated. That's what happens. So perseverance. So um, that was interesting that you asked me that way because that is definitely one thing he's teaching me is perseverance. Um and the reason why I bring up perseverance is because I was thinking about um, how easy it is to succumb to not doing the hard things. Um, we often find ourselves just kind of floating, right? Um, and I'm talking about myself for sure. Like, I I can often find myself floating around in life, and I forget that every day is a battle. You know, and every day is a choice. And I always relate it back to the line that Jesus says, you know, when he's talking to the Pharisees and he says, you know, if you were, if you would tell me, you know, if you were to confess that you're blind, I'd be able to help you. But since you can't, like, since you don't confess that you're, that you're blind, I can't help you. Mm. And <clears throat> it makes me, first off, it makes me so thankful because I am blind. I know that. And that's why I love this show because I can talk about that. You know, like I said, like I find myself floating and I, I don't remember or I don't feel like going through the battle every day, and I'm willing to say, man, I'm blind to myself sometimes and how I can be and thank God for Jesus. But um, it just kind of reminded me of, you know, how lucky we are to have Christ. Mm. And his sacrifice is all sufficient, and we don't have—and that's part of the freedom of all of it, you know. And, and being a Christian is, despite our failings, we are constantly forgiven— and what a, how amazing is that, you know? And that should make us want to be better. I think a lot of the time people take it as in Paul, 
you know, in the Bible talks about how people came to him going, oh, we could just send out, you know, we could just do whatever we want. Then he's like, no, that's not it. I think our, you know, if we're following in the spirit, I think we're going to be able to, you know, we're going to want to be better and be more like Jesus. And so that's just kind of been on my mind. And the reason why, even just going back even further, taking a further step back, why I even thought about perseverance and all this stuff, which is funny enough, is P90X. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, I did it earlier today and I haven't, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, you talk to me a lot about like doing the hard things, even when they're small, do the hard things, you know, things that are not comfortable. And for me, I went, man, like I have had times where I've skipped days. I've had times where, you know, I went without going to a certain one or whatever it may be. And it got me thinking of perseverance. And I was like, which made me think of you? Cause I think you're special in that. <clears throat> and that. you know, I don't know, man. Like I told you earlier before we even filmed today, you know, I think that's what an amazing thing you have is, is your, your determination. And it just kind of inspired me to want to talk about it on here. Cause I was like, man, like that's why <clears throat> I think God has given you what you have here with this church and your leadership, you know, because he knew that your determination was not going to fail in the sense of keep, keep going, even if it is hard. And that's what a beautiful thing. And, you know, for me personally, I'm so blessed to be able to be a part of that and learn from you and all these things. And so it just kind of led to a, a path of just thankfulness, <laughs> thankful for you, thankful for Jesus, thankful for this church. And I don't know, man, every day is a battle, but, you know, and just thank God for Jesus for, you know, there's grace in all of it, you know, he died for the times that we don't feel it and we don't want to do it. And that's you just amazing. It, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, man, I think, first of all, some encouragement. <clears throat> so even if you skip days and doing it, you're still doing it. Right. And, you know, they know who they are. You got some guys and people who uh, <laughs> who dropped off. And uh, now, they, they, they can have a, a lot of positivity in the sense of, because there's no point in focusing on... You know, once something happens, let's say you quit something or yeah. something negative happens or you just aren't able to hit a goal, there's no point in in uh, wallowing in that. Right. But I think to give you some encouragement is that you keep coming, right? And uh, I appreciate the compliment. I will say I think that's a good topic. It wasn't on my list. I didn't know you – we don't – we don't talk about this stuff ahead of time because no. we found that if we do, uh, <laughs> it's, it's harder to, yeah, to have yeah. anything to talk about. Exactly. So <clears> – <throat> I will say this. If there's one thing in my life that I'm kind of proud of, I'm really hard on myself. If you watch Real Talk long enough, they probably like, these guys are so mopey and hate, hate themselves. And there's some broad <laughs> truth to that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and, sometimes. And we, I think a lot of us struggle with that. So I'm not going to apologize for working through that, but it can look that way. But one area I am proud of is I did – I don't know. I, I've always had this thing where I, I don't really compete with – I'm very competitive in sports, but I mean, I don't really compete with other people in the sense of I'm not measuring my success based on the success of someone else. I'm mm -hmm. all, there's this weird rivalry with myself. So let's say a workout, a P90X, you know, we talked about this morning. The reason yeah. I keep going sometimes isn't even this great desire <clears throat> to be fit. It's this desire of I'm not going to lose to my laziness. I'm not going to lose to my... Uh, you know, my bad attitude. I'm not going to lose to whatever it is. And mm -hmm. I do think, and we, we say this a lot, AJ mentioned it, a lot of the guys in, in our internship program and the guys that are mentorship program do hard things. And that's something in my life I told you this morning. There's some things that I try to put into practice that I tell you guys and we kind of work it out together. And there's things that I did. And one yeah. of the things that I do put into practice is doing hard things. And 
I appreciate that compliment, but to encourage everyone else out there, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm special at all. I think that I'm willing to keep going. And sometimes, you know, in life, <clears throat> it's a weird thing. So self-help books, yeah. positive quotes, you know, everybody shares them. And I think that's good. But I, th- so at the same time, the world's telling you, you can do anything, right? Keep pushing. But on that's the right. other side, we're getting this constant message that, hey, this isn't realistic. You can't do this. Find an easier way hmm. on and on and on. I remember, and so I think it's tough for people to have perseverance. Right. And, uh, man, it's so important. The Bible talks about perseverance. I think in life, let's, let's, if you want to accomplish anything, you're going to come, there's going to come a time when you push up against the wall, right? We talk about the idea of resistance. I've, yeah. We used to talk about that last year. I heard that term from Jordan Peterson, a psychologist. He he called it resistance. I'm sure he didn't coin the phrase, but it's that thing we come against in anything in life where we don't want to do it. It's that thing that makes you want to hit the snooze button on your alarm clock. It's that thing that makes you want to skip the workout. It's that yep. thing that makes you not want to go to that commitment that you gave. We all have it, right? And yep. it's resistance. And you have to push through that because if you don't, you will always be a slave to that. Does that make sense? Yep. You'll always be a slave to what you want to do in the moment. Now, here's the thing, coming back to faith. If you're a slave to how you feel in the moment, that's going to affect your spiritual life because you're not going to want to walk away from that thing God's telling you to walk away from. You're not mm. going to want to walk into that thing God's telling you to walk into because it's you're going to have a moment of hitting resistance. Yep. So it's inevitable. Um, yeah, and I think so. I think it's cool, man. One, I think you do a good job. I think you've grown like a ton. Of, I think you've grown a ton in that area, um, which should give a lot of people encouragement and hope. And I think, you know, my stubbornness, whatever you want to call it, and I appreciate you noticing that. And you guys can do that too. You know, there's one thing that you can't control, and that is your effort in any situation. That's right. And uh, the people I admire in my life, the people I look to, the people I surround myself with, typically are people that. Don't make those excuses. There's a difference between sharing struggles and making excuses. Hmm. And I think making excuses, people want to justify quitting. Hmm. Sharing struggles, they want to push through and they want to help doing it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I'm with you. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, if there's one thing that I could teach, you know, I sound like an old guy now. But that I would teach younger, you know, you parents with boys, really girls too, anyone. But I always think boys, I'm a boy. Yeah. Is you make them finish stuff. You you push through. You do things you don't want to do because life doesn't care what you want to do. It doesn't. Yep. Your life doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think kids, man, I, I, I can't believe I'm to this age where I'm noticing a generational difference. Hmm. Even where, you know, you always hear, oh, it's young whipper. And I'm telling you, it's happening to where it's all about what I want to do in that moment. Well, that's not life. You know, one of the things we talk about too, right? Picking sacrifices. You have, you're going to have to pick a sacrifice, right? Like, and kid, and we're teaching kids that not to push through, that you don't, that life is easy. And, and I think that's why they struggle, you know, and that's why. I don't know. Society's in a weird place. Oh, for sure. I mean, even I would even say for me, like I think I think we've talked about that before. When it comes to uh, 
like the difference in generations throughout throughout you know history and there seem they seem to flip flop in a sense mm, that's actually like, true there they there have been historians that have done a study on what you're about to say this is crazy, crazy. like a cycle <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know that yeah yeah like there seems to be a flip flop because it seems like however someone is parented they want to do the opposite so everything's just back and forth yeah it's yeah. like a giant pendulum swinging back and forth so I feel like for me you know just using my you know my father as an example shout out to Art <laughs> what up Art <laughs> So, um, you know, with my dad, you know, he would always tell me stories of being younger. You know, he would, you know, he literally had to work for everything. He Same wanted as a yeah. kid. You know, if he wanted a new pair of shoes, Parents. he had to work for it. If he, you know, that first car he got, he loved, he loved the hot rods. He had to work for it and he worked on them and just built hot them up. And, and, yeah, nice. he loved the 81 Z28 Camaro. Let's go. Boom. So, <laughs> um, and that's just what, you know, that's how it was for him. So when he had me... You know, he's told me before that he said, like, he didn't want me to have to face the kind of struggles that he had to go through. And so he provided. And so even though that was a huge blessing, that also creates disadvantages in life as an adult sometimes. So for me, there can be times where I feel like I'm still trying to, you know, I'm playing catch up, trying to, you know, figure out this whole adulthood thing, even at 25. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not even to say he's a bad parent because he's not. He loved his kid. That's what he did. And so then for me, you know, I'm going, okay, so me, you know, the day that I have children, am I going to be opposite of that? That's what I think about sometimes. Am I going to be more like... Go too far work? the other way. Right. Am I going to be like, no, you need to work for it because I struggled because I, you know, I didn't have to do as much because he was just trying to love me and not make me go through what he had to. So now I'm trying to do the same for you. And so it's flip-flopping. So that's, yeah, that's kind of what I've, I feel like I've noticed. Yeah, I think that's really good, man. I think you're right. And I love that you said, you know, he was loving yeah, because absolutely. he was. And we've talked about this. So we grew up in kind of different parenting styles a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this. My parents, compared to what they did or mm-hmm. what they had, I had, I mean, I had anything. I had everything I needed and most things I wanted. Yep. And that's the truth. And um, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't. But also when it comes to like little stuff, <laughs> you know. We kind of joke about like your mom would make you sandwiches, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which is like, dude, that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. My mom was like, you know where the bread is, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> it's funny, man. I think when I look at you sometimes, and, and it goes both ways, there's beauty in both of those. And it's trying to find that balance of, yep. do you think it's possible to do both? Ah, oh, man, that's a great question. I think. I think so too. But I think. That I don't know if it's happened yet, you know, with people, because I think we, we struggle so much with, you know, our feelings of like trying to, <laughs> I feel like we're constantly bouncing, like bouncing back and forth between, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to make sure that, you know, the child is seen and that they know that they're loved, but also trying to teach them. And it's so hard trying to balance both of those at the same time, like trying to find that line between, okay, you know, you love this person so much, this kid, you know, it's literally your child. Mm-hmm. And so I think when it comes to like discipline and teaching about life, I think uh, our feelings can get in the way of that sometimes because we think we're being too much or maybe too we're harsh too yeah. or whatever. It's funny, man. But let you say that though. Um, so like my, it's always weird for us when we talk about our personal lives. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the oldest sibling and I have, uh, I have two sisters, but one of my sisters, my half sister, she is significantly younger than me. Yeah. She's gonna kill me if she ever watched. I think she's fourteen now. Um, and <clears throat> 
So, you know, this is excluding her, although I'll get to her in a second. But I had, so I didn't, I'm, the middle child was my sister, the only child growing up, and then my yeah. younger brother. And there was a difference between the way that we were raised, even. Yeah. So <clears throat> I do feel like they were harder on me. Mm. And, you know, it's funny when you're when you're younger, there's areas that I look at you and be like, man, they, they love you, you know. And but But in some ways, and I've said this, what I trade... Would I trade some of the harshness or some of that may have seemed hard or not as maybe just not as tender? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would because it did. I think there was a point when I had to learn that like at the end of the day, I got to take care of me. And I mean, yep. in the sense of like, I am responsible for me and I've got to push through. And I think yep. it even taught me some of that. So it's a weird thing, man. There's be- there's It's cool that there's positives in both. Oh, yeah. And in some ways, I to give a shout out to my parents. I think they did kind of a pretty good job for the most part of... Um, Finding the middle ground. Oh, yeah. I think there's no perfect parent. No. But I can tell you this, and I, my siblings can get mad at One, I think they're cool. My siblings are very responsible and hardworking, all those things. But I definitely think that, um, so that's to my siblings, if they listen, <laughs> I, I recognize that. And they've like yeah. got their life together and all this cool stuff. But I definitely think that um, it may have taken a little longer for them to get some of that stuff right to, to understand that life is you got to push through stuff mm. man and there was a time that i wasn't pushing through stuff i didn't just wake up <laughs> i have a super embarrassing story to Uh-oh. tell man. i don't even want to tell it oh, i'm excited so when i was younger <laughs> man why do i do this so I, my dad remember this feasible I, I, you know what here's a little humor for you. this is, dude this is one of the most embarrassing moments of my life i can't believe i'm about to say this to the world real talk here we go when I was like 18, so you know my, maybe 19, you know my testimony. Yeah. And um, though a lot of you don't, but long story short, before I, before I was homeless, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. when I was, when I, everything else was gone, so no school, I had to have a license because of this crazy thing that happened and uh, I was in debt like 3,500 bucks. My parents were like dealing with their own family drama. And so my dad got me, I wasn't in college anymore, you know, my dad wasn't playing football. My dad got me a job at this factory mm-hmm. that he worked at. And that's something I admire about my parents. They started at the bottom, now they're here. Like he, they literally crawled their way up. That's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, oh, yeah. so he, at this time was like super, I don't know what he was, some high up. So he yeah. hires me and I was, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This is before I really got it. I was saved, but I didn't really get it. Okay. And so I was, I was so depressed, dude. This was, it was so pathetic. Like I wasn't eating. I didn't drink water. I would literally like stare at walls and just pine away because my girlfriend at the time, because I'd put my whole world in that, you know, it's just embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Couldn't sleep, couldn't eat. And I was always thinking, much like now, overthinking. So one time, and I I will be honest, I don't consciously remember doing this. So the problem with your dad being your boss is (laughs) like he's going to make sure you're up for work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. he had to go in earlier than me. Somehow, I this is how I woke up. My dad, apparently I didn't get up early. He found me in the closet sleeping. Why was I in the closet? I was hiding, apparently, because I knew that he would come home and wonder where I was at and why I wasn't at work. So apparently, I don't remember doing this, but I hid in a closet in, the, in my sleepy days to avoid... Hard stuff. Do you know oh, what I mean? Man. And like I, I, I do remember waking up to him opening the door, going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, things are a process of pushing through. You yeah. know, in different areas. So, 
Hmm. Anyway, do hard stuff. Yeah, man. That's everyone in the room is saying, "Why'd you tell that story?" I love. Hey, it. we all start somewhere. That's right. You know. I mean, I was only like twelve or something. Only twelve. <laughs> only twelve. We're good at factory, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I literally sensed that awkward moment where everyone was slightly embarrassed for me, nah, but they're trying to pretend they're not. I, dude, I love talking about this kind of stuff because like, it really just puts into perspective. First off, listen, we're all humans. We go through life, you know, being a part of something like, like it's this show is literally called Real Talk. Yeah. So I am okay with, with this kind of stuff. I can't believe I've never told you that one, have I? I've told no, you, you most never things. told me that one. That one, that, that's, that's still, hilarious. There's man. still times I can, I, because think of the embarrassment of that. I'm trying to think of any times if I ever hit it. I probably I've probably done some hiding at some point. It's just man, like I'm I'm embarrassed of that one. Like, I've never, oh. I don't think me and my dad have ever talked about this I because I remember just the look of disgust. <laughs> He's like, and he didn't even stay. He just left. Oh man, you know what I mean? Like he he because he came back because apparently you know I was late. Oh man, like I didn't go in. I so. remember. I do have one. I have one where I was working. So there's hope for your young teen children. <laughs> That's right. I was working in a uh, in a chemical factory. <laughs> oh man, I don't know where this is going. And you know me, hands are soft. You know I'm not I'm not a guy who does my a job lot of physical too, labor. Yeah, you know. And so I here I am in this chemical factory. These dudes, you know, <laughs> they're handling concrete dissolver with no gloves. Like I mean, they, like, it's wild in there, man. Yeah, they're yeah, jungle in this oh, factory. Man, stuff, man. And, it's so funny because you know, I would go around and eventually they they kind of put me in the uh, in the shipping department, so I'd just be you know making boxes or you know taping up orders or, or whatever. And I remember there'd be times where and this this happened multiple times, where I would literally just like look around real quick to make sure no one was around, and I'd like literally just like run to the bathroom and just like lock <laughs> lock the stall door, and just like sit there and just be like, what is life? <laughs> Like what am I doing here? Like this is crazy. It's miserable. Yes, and like which you admire real quick. Like the guy, the people that do hard stuff, oh, the guys man. that provide for their family, that yes. work in those kinds of places for forty years. Oh, I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't believe it. And different generations. It's it was so crazy. So you know, just to keep that one short. Yeah, I, I would just I used to literally hide in the bathroom mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> they probably wondered where I was at constantly. So <laughs> my dad's also told a story about a guy we know that got a job with him and worked for him. Uh-huh. This guy was way older than I was, mm. and he uh, he would go to the bathroom a lot, right? He's yeah. go to the bathroom, but he was posting selfies <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> and my dad, and dude, the thing is, he my dad is his friend on Facebook, so he's like, "Oh, we go." And my dad was just like <laughs> showing him <laughs> this guy, dude. Yeah, we all have our stories, man. Man, that's that's oh that's classic, dude. That's so good. Pretty funny. So yeah, man, just doing hard stuff. It really does matter. In it life. really does, man. Perseverance is so and important. And like we said, so people understand. Yeah. You know, you may not think that. Let's say you decide to get fit and you want to. You know, I'm gonna that that New Year's resolutions, right? I've never people get mad that people fail. You know, at our gym, people just go, "Oh, the New Year's resolution people are coming in." Which, by the way, why would you get mad about that? People are trying to like benefit their lives. Yeah, they're but trying anyway, to make a change. They, uh, someone, well, there was a weird honk and I heard it too. Uh, <laughs> production guy, Blake's like, what is that? <laughs> but you know, that morning you don't want to get up and go on your run. Mm-hmm. You may think that just has to do with a run. 
But this is that deep, I guess, whatever. Maybe I'm too deep. But to me, that's bigger than the run, man. Yep. That is also the next time you don't want to go to work. That is the next time you don't want to go into your spouse's uh, room when they're angry and tired. That's the next time that you don't you, you don't want to go make up with that coworker. That's the next time you don't want to deal with your child's issues. That symbolizes more than a run. It's so good, man. And learning how to do those hard things is going to benefit your life. I'm, I'm telling you. I believe that 100%. So good, man. So, a lot, good there's stuff. a lot to take in on this Yeah, one. man. Thanks for, thanks for uh, bringing that up. That's Absolutely. So anyways, after all that, Mr. Todd, how's your week been? Oh, um, <laughs> you ever wonder what the podcast, you know, when they hear those little uh-huh. sounds? <laughs> I hope they like I don't know. I, uh, I'm trying to think through. So... I have a lot of thoughts that I think all the time to an annoyance of many. I <laughs> uh, one is would be, I'm still where I've been at this refreshing place with Jesus. I've said it before. I'll keep giving them shout outs. The chosen series really helped me not in this weird way of like I had this huge epiphany, but just, man, kind of drove me back to scripture even more and, and into the gospels. And you know, this anyone that's watches long term, that's where I, I need to be right. to follow Jesus and man, his heart. And I don't know, it's been really cool and, and helped me to be more like him again and, mm. and well, make more of an effort and be more aware of, of that. So that's been really cool and encouraging and giving me more positive outlook on things. Yeah. Um, I had a thought. I probably should have made notes. <laughs> but no, notes are lame. I, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think, man. There is... Yeah, I don't know. I think, to me... The big, if you want to know something that's on my mind all the time, I've probably brought it before, but hey, whatever you ask. I'm always coming back to, sometimes I get confused. Like I think about people around us, yeah. churchgoers, and and I'm like, if this isn't, we say this all the time, if this isn't real, why do you do it? Hmm. If it isn't real to you, you know what I mean? And yeah. Sometimes I think about that. I th- I think about that a lot. You know, I see people and. I just wonder, am, am I at an advantage because I work in this church and so it's easier for me to keep my focus on things or because mm-hmm. I try to, or is it something else, hmm. you know? I don't know if that makes sense because I'm trying to brainstorm a lot. I yeah, just I think, think it's funny thing. sometimes how, we say this all the time, if this is all real, it should affect everything we do in our life and I don't, how often does it? Mm. I don't know. So especially as I've been coming, coming back or being more aware of Jesus and who I'm supposed to be and how awesome he is and what he tells us to be and how easy it actually is. You know, we talk about how hard it is sometimes, and there definitely is times that's hard, but it's also really easy in some ways to do some of the things he says to do and we just choose not to. Like it's easy. Whew. Once you that's do convicting. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It is. It really is. I've noticed that um, in being patient with people or, mm-hmm. you know, if I have an issue with someone apologizing or all those kinds of things, those are easier than they seem. And sometimes we just don't you do You just got to get it started and then go, yeah. man. You're right. It's that initial push that we forget about. This this reminds me of something, though. This is why I love your brain, man. This is why I know that you follow spirit. I know that, you know, you love Jesus. It's because, you know, I think I mentioned last week I was reading a Bible plan called, uh, it's called like, Praying Dangerously or something. Yep. And, um... <clears throat> Or dangerous prayers, if you want to look it up on the Bible app, it's there somewhere. So, um, the last day, it was day seven. I, fin- I can't remember if I finished that yesterday or the day before. 
but it was so good. And um, the the author of of the of the plan mentioned uh, the idea of like like Lord like disturbed me, and I was like, dang. And I was like, because and when I think of you, like you always like these thoughts are just everywhere, crazy. I'm like, man, that that's why I like it kind of related back to you again. I'm like, man, I know Todd is always like that guy is definitely in the Lord because. He always has these thoughts. And they're just flying everywhere. And I th- when I think of like Lord disturbing, like what is he doing? He's 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 there. He's telling you all these things because he knows that it's so easy to turn the volume up so high in life that you're gonna forget. But mm-hmm. if he if he's constantly there talking to you, right? Like the more that we listen, the more crazy it may seem sometimes. But there's also like what a cool thing. Like I think there's times where we can. <clears throat> think that sort of thing is bad because it could probably be, feel overwhelming but like you know that's what it made me think of i don't it's not a full thought but no yeah you know it's <laughs> funny about that too and this kind of goes back to you know we wanted to do this show partially to answer questions that people may not feel comfortable asking yeah publicly but also to show people what it is to have real talk and to know that's okay but it's funny man i know part of the reason why people don't because i have felt the pressure of like todd you can't keep sharing that people are annoyed people are annoyed by you talking about the same kind of thing mm-hmm. or and it's like in real life people have the same thoughts well i'm not going to talk to my buddy about this because i already talked about it last week and yep. and that stinks you know because i do want to be real and i know some of you may be like here he goes this is what i'm thinking about and yep yeah, I'm sure it's weird to you, but I'm not lying that that is what's on my mind. Sure. <laughs> because it's hard for me, man, to, you know, it, I like, it's interesting you said disturb me, I guess, because I'm going to kind of ride that. Like, it is disturbing. This mm-hmm. is all disturbing. <laughs> if it, it, you know, if it's real, and I'm not saying that I live in anxiety about it, but I do think about it. And mm-hmm. what does that mean for life? And yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Yeah, man. I just love the idea of it because, like, Lord disturbed me. Because, like, when you think of life, you know, a lot of people like to try to skate through it and be comfortable. But if you're disturbed, you're the least bit of being comfortable. And, like, that's where true growth happens. I love that. So. Mm. Yeah. Not always comfortable, but. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's dive into some questions here before they cut us off. <laughs> that was a real laugh, dude. <laughs> I, even, oh, I even, like, this is a good show. I think I think the reason why I laughed that way is because I was like halfway taking a breath in when I went to laugh, and so it came out funky. I'm really glad you told us how it happened. I will give an in-depth explanation of every single laugh I have. <laughs> All right, you ready? That one. Okay. <laughs> Here is the question I have. We got a lot. Okay. We're not going to get through all these. Yeah. Uh, tune in if you. We're going to try to time, if you want to hear, you asked a question you get an, you didn't get answered, we'll either do it live or we'll do it on the pre-recorded next week, episode 66, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going to try to timestamp these. Production guy, Blake, had a good idea. Oh, yeah. So that people, maybe they don't want to watch the rest of it, but they want to get that question answered. So hopefully you'll see that too. Awesome. Here it is. All right. <clears throat> How do you know when it's the right time to push someone in their faith? I have a friend who is a new believer. She isn't even sure if, quote, God is worth it, end quote. But at the same time, wants to know more. How do I push her to be in her word? I'm assuming the Bible. Yeah. Without pushing her away. So, this is a great question. I think this is something a lot of people deal with. You know, especially when you're you're inviting people of peace in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing to remember when you're going about something like this is um, pray about it. You know, I think a big thing, you know, we, and this is me, I'm talking to myself. I so often forget to pray about a situation. 
that I think I automatically try to carry it along and think think through it in my own mind. Um, expect the Holy Spirit to help you. That's good. Expect it to help you. Yeah. Don't don't hope. Expect. Um, and I think in that you're going to find out so much more is going to be revealed to you than your own mind. And um, I think asking questions. Getting to know where they're at more, you know, they make it sound like this person is is disinterested, but they keep they keep coming back, you know. So I think just keep working through with them, you know. There's a difference between how we treat people as Christians when it comes to if they're a believer or they're not. Yeah. I think that, and it sounds like this line's kind of blurry, like they're not yeah. sure yet. They call them a new believer. A so. New, yeah. So it's. But the, and there was a quote in there. It was it was uh, uh, wondering they they they're starting to wonder if quote God is worth it end quote. Yeah, so that's tough because when you know when you are a believer, you know you know this is all worth it. So I just keep asking questions, you know, um, and just keep loving them, um, keep inviting them to whatever you, that you know may look like. So yeah. I think what's cool, too, is you already said they're your friend. So yes. you have a relationship. It's way easier in this case. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and the thing is, we if what real love is, real love is more concerned with a person's good than a person's comfort. That's good. And a lot of times, you know, why well, I don't push them away. If they're going to be pushed away by what's good for them, then, you know, again, you have to choose between loving them or pleasing them. So I always use an example of drugs or something because it's easy. You know, if I know you are a cocaine addict yep. am I, and it makes you mad when I tell you to stop smoking cocaine, am I going to stop telling you that because I'm afraid that you're going to be upset at me or I'm going to love you enough to say, even if this means you, you don't want anything to do with me more, I'm going to be that person that doesn't want bad to happen to you. Yep. I'm going to tell you the truth. That's so, real love. Yeah. Real love is that. And it's patient and you stick around, but... I would encourage you just to continue to tell them the truth. And it sounds like if you, you're farther along in your journey, then you've been given a really cool opportunity mm. to be someone who guides your friend in their faith. Absolutely. And, you know, and uh, the other cool, just tangible thing you can do is offer to do a Bible study with them. Oh, yeah. The two of you. That. And make it a set thing. Make it a, lack of a better word, a date. Something that the two of you can do together. It's set up every week mm -hmm. and, and dive into that. So great question, that. though. Oh, yeah. Really good question. Oh, uh, let's see. Next one. Why was God going to kill Moses in Exodus 4.24? All right. I'll read that real quick. So the setup is um, Moses this time had ran off. He actually married a non-Israelite woman because he was wanted by the Egyptians. The Israelites are enslaved by the Egyptians right now. God has come to Moses and told Moses, you need to go set my people free mm -hmm. and also lead them back to me, that kind of thing. And then you get this weird little thing as he's on his way. And he is married to, like as I mentioned, a non-Israelite woman. On the trip at an overnight campsite, it happened that the Lord confronted him, him being Moses, and sought to put him to death. So Zephorah, his wife, took a flint to cut off her son's foreskin, that's exactly what it means, and threw it at Moses' feet. Then she said, you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. At that time, she said, you are a bridegroom of blood, referring to the circumcision. That's weird. So the sense you get is like, so on the surface... You get this weird story that God shows up after telling Moses to do this. Mm -hmm. it's, he's going to kill Moses. Yep. Um, Zephora, so it's typically a presence. His wife knows this, goes over, circumcises her son with a knife, throws the piece of flesh at Moses' feet, and then God goes, okay, I'm not going to kill you and leaves. Weird story, <laughs> so right? So crazy. Here's the context of that. So 
circumcision was a sign of the covenant between Abraham, who stood in place for the Israelite people, and God. Yep. God told them, it doesn't matter your reason for this. And it was also to separate them from the, the pagan cultures around them. He said, you will be marked as my people by doing this. And, you know, you will circumcise your firstborn, you know, all these things. You will circumcise your son so that um, as a sign of our relationship, our covenant. Yep. We don't know the full details, but we can kind of make some assumptions here. It clearly, Moses didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So you, Moses or God calls Moses to go and be a leader of the Israelites and to tell them God's law, but he's not following God's law. Yep. So whether that's because he had married a pagan woman, which he shouldn't have done either, and she had influenced him, because it sounds like she thinks it's pretty horrifying, this uh, ritual, which may be the case, right, guys? We are wives. Your wives have... A powerful voice in your life. Mm-hmm. Whatever the reason, God was saying, um, "Okay, well, I can't. You, you, if you're not willing to do what I told you to do, you're disobeying me, and I can't have you then leading my people away from me by your your example." And so He was going to do that. And so what she did, and it's interesting that she knew, which tells us more of that she probably had something to do with pressuring him not to, because she did it, and it was like, "Okay, we're we're obeying you. I'm sorry." And then mm-hmm. God said, "Okay." Now, before you get all upset and before you're like, well, that's cruel of God. You ready? This is where the beauty of God is. Did God know what they were going to do? Did God know that he wouldn't have to kill Moses? Yeah, he knew. So, you know, you call it what you want. It could be, you know, my parents used to count to 10. You one, two, And then I started listening because I was afraid (laughs) of what was going to happen. And, you know, that was God counting to 10 to Moses. Like, (laughs) I'm going to count to 10. You better do what I tell you to do. And I, you know... Especially going into the really hard situation he was going to have yep. where he's going to have to stand against Pharaoh and lead these people. He's already, you know, he had to be fully reliant on God and had to trust him. And so that's that's what that's all about. I love that. And so why was he going to kill him? He was disobeying him. And mm-hmm. by the way, you know, as leaders in, in our churches and if you're out there and leaders in general, you know, thank goodness. I told you that as we I saw this question come up right before we went on. It's so scary, man, because I have failed as I've taught you know, God's truth before I have done the very things that I'm preaching for and how horrifying it would be that God could kill me, you know, mm-hmm. that I deserve that. It weren't not for Jesus, man, True. who, uh, you know, I'm clean and I'm whole and I'm holy. So I'm very thankful for that, man. All right. Based off of question three, based off of Todd's sermon from Sunday, uh, there's a sermon called Dark Rooms. It mm-hmm. says, what are your personal dark rooms? Might be beneficial for you to describe in your own words just the what a dark room is and then share that. So, or do you want me to do my that? interpretation? Yeah, you know of you know especially from you know your sermon this past Sunday of a dark room. It's a place where you where you're like frozen in fear. That's what I think of. Like it's a place where where you go and you go there and a part of it is comfortable, but it's also terrifying and you can't seem to get out of it. Yeah, you're afraid. It's something that you're afraid to go into yes. for that very reason. Even if it's something somewhat comfortable, there's something scary. Yeah, that's about right. It. It's like the, the like, unknown and all yes, that. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of how I, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And so for me, um, some of my dark rooms, um, I would say a dark room for me is uh, leadership. I'm terrified of it. <laughs> it's scary, man. You yeah. know, like I. 
it's one of those things where you know that when you make that commitment, like things are going to change, you know, things are going to be different, you know, that responsibilities are going to change. And for me, you know, my flesh naturally wants to say, yo, you know what, let's just chill. Let's just, you know, fall back and let's just relax, you know, and, and just kind of <laughs> float. That's, what, that's, how, that's how I like to explain, like, my flesh a lot is just float. Like, to so just float about, you know, it's like down the river, <laughs> river floating and just whatever. No cares in the world, not caring about how this is going to turn out or whatever. I'm just floating. So, um, <laughs> nothing against river floaters. So, <laughs> man, that's a good thing you did that. All those river floaters are going to be real mad. Oh, yeah, man. They're going to be real upset with me. So, um, leadership is definitely one of the bigger ones. Um, ooh, this is a great question, man. Um, what is another one? Yeah, well, I think I'm very, so. I'm very fearful. I know that, but I'm fearful of several things. So I'm just trying to think of. <laughs> I think that's good, man. You don't have to share a ton. I think that's. Um, I think for me, I would say that too. This is this being in church leadership at all yeah. is a dark room, man. And it's because you're in a rough feathers, and especially some of the things that we feel we're being led to do and push into and mm-hmm. challenge. That's a dark room for me sometimes. And some of the plans we have to reach more people mm. because, you know, people, you always have the critics out there. So for me, sometimes that's my dark room relationship. You know, I've talked about before, um, you know, I, I'm not married. I want to be. And yeah. I've had to face the reality that for a long time. I think that was a dark room for me mm. because of my, you know, what I'd seen and grown up with and, um, I think I didn't want to admit that for a long time. I've mentioned yeah. that before. And I also know the biblical definition of it and how beautiful it is, but also what it means and right. the weight to that. So I think before in my life, up until the last couple of years, that was probably a dark room too. So That's so funny you mentioned relationships because I was like, I think they had relationships for me too. Like yeah. thinking of, you know, because for me, before I you know got to know Jesus and, you know, and I was... Uh, willing to let him, you know, change me, you know, I would say dark room for sure was relationships. Price still is to an extent, like kind of like what you said, mm-hmm. like, but it's, it, it's interesting to me. It's, it's almost like it kind of feels like it's flipped as to why it's a dark room. Like it was a dark room then because um, I didn't want it to leave me. Mm. You know, I was, I was, I was stuck in that room, but you know, if the sun came up, I'd pull down the shades anyway, because I was scared of what was going to happen. You know, it's good. Um, yeah. So you know I, that you know women, were, you know I idolized women and the relationships I was in. So that that's definitely a dark room there. But then after I got to know Jesus, you know, and you know I'm in a relationship right now, um, I think it's kind of flipped. I'm more like I don't want to fall back into that. So I almost I can I myself can feel cold sometimes, and I don't like that because that's not how I used to be. But I know that that AJ then was way like it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like it, like I said, it was it was I would idolize women, so I have to put up these what feels like a, like walls in a sense, like a, I don't want to call it walls, man. I don't know what to call it. Like I guess it's just I'm on guard, yeah, <laughs> of my own of my own feelings, you know. So it's it's just kind of it's kind of flip flopped from way into it to almost to a sense of like I can almost feel like I point to the opposite direction sure. of like you know deflecting certain aspects or deflecting. You know, the idea of, you know, getting close sometimes because I don't want that to affect who I am. Yeah, now. I get that. So definitely dark room there for me as well. 
Yeah, and the idea too, guys. In case you don't know, the you know the dark room is sometimes we're called to go into those places. Yeah, the idea we are called to go in those places, and I like that you said comfort. And the cool thing was you go in there sometimes when God's calling you into those places. He has a purpose for it, mm-hmm. and that He take you know it. There's good in that. Yes, and it's the same with me for marriage. You know all those things. You're so afraid to mess up. Yep. That you don't go in, and then you walk in the room, and you're like, "This is really cool. I I want to be here." You know. Yep. So, good stuff. You got one more here? Sure. Let's see. You don't like reading uh, long ones, but you should. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> he literally, I saw him look at him. <laughs> Listen, you man. Got, you got a lot of long ones. I know. There. You did this on purpose. <laughs> look at mine. Oh. <laughs> it's like two two words. Yeah. Okay. Um, you said this is the last this one? Will be it, yeah. Okay. Last question of the day. I've been dealing with this idea that I'm going to be alive. I need to live. Wait. Okay, so I'm already off to a terrible start. Listen, I had my streak, my one-time streak last week on live where I did a great job of reading the card. Just read the question, man. <laughs> and now I'm back to this. Okay, restart. Here we go, for real. I've been dealing with this idea that if I'm going to be alive, I need to live. There we go. I don't really have goals or plans anymore. Recently, I was told that I need to let go of my past and actually live, uh, live and find my path in life, etc., how do I find my path? How do I get? How do I let go of the past? How do I discover my interests and set goals? Can right. I see the card? Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> I really like the sense that you said. If, if I'm going to be alive, I need to live as a verb. Mm-hmm. And that's so. That's so true. There is. We've all heard the sayings, and it's true, man. There's a difference between being alive and living, mm. or breathing and, and living. Um, I was, and, and so I think that you're already on a, on an awesome start oh, with yeah. that realization that, hey, you know what? I've just been kind of existing, going down the river, as you said, breathing, and I want to live. So that's really cool. I don't really have goals or plans anymore. Recently, I was told that I need to let go of my past and actually live, find my path in life. How do I find my path? We actually had a, I had a talk with a friend of mine uh, about this. So I want to kind of take these questions one at a time, yeah. somewhat similar. And the thing that I told him is I said, write down a list of what does life look like mm. in your dream world and not, not a five-year plan. I mean, there's benefits to those, but I mean, sure. just, just free thought. If, if you were living, so if it were Todd, Todd yeah. is waking up tomorrow and life is what he wants to be. What is he doing? Who is he with? What does it look like if he was really living the life he wanted? Mm. And then had him write this down. And he let me read him. And it was a beautiful thing. And I looked at him and I said, man, this is all so realistic. But sometimes we get so lost in life that we think the life we want is unattainable. When really it's Mm. just simple choices stacked one right after the other. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, I would encourage you. You said, I don't have goals. Well, write, do that. Here's a challenge to you if you're out there and you're feeling lost. You know, I want you to take a piece of paper. This is corny, Todd. But the fact that you don't want to do it, resistance, push through it, mm. right? See what I did there? Connected nice. earlier. Nice. And I want you to write out on a piece of paper. You don't have to share it with anyone, though I think it's beneficial to share it with a friend or someone you love. And what does life look like for you if you were living life? Hmm. What does it look like? You know, what does life look like for you in your friends, your friendships, your relationships, your work life, your free time? What does it look like? Write it down. And I bet you're going to be shocked and how simple and how realistic it really is. Because it's all about putting one foot after the other. Yeah, if you want to get somewhere, you take that that corny saying, but it's true. The, the sad thing is corny sayings are only corny because we say them and don't believe them. 
you take one step at a time, one foot in front of the other, and you walk that way. Mm. And life can, to a degree, we can't control outside things, but so much of our life we do have a sense, we do have some say in, and we just, we don't want to take the step because it's a dark room, right? It's, right. It's, so that's what I would encourage you to do. Write that down, genuinely. That's awesome. And then how do I let go of my past? I'm assuming you're a believer here. You have to understand that you are not your past. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not even your present mistakes and failings. You are already saved. You are already holy. You are already a child of the Most High King. Mm-hmm. And that God has already promised in the Bible to finish the work that He started in you. In fact, it says finish the good work. You know what's crazy about that? He's going to finish it whether you want Him to or not. It's going to happen. So in a weird way, man, that can bring some peace to you. Oh, absolutely. Um, and also share the struggles with someone. I'm There are days even now that I share with with the guys, um, other friends of mine, my struggles that I feel today. I feel like, a, you know, I'm defined by my mistakes. You know me. I'm haunted by my past. And every day, sometimes every day I have to remind myself of God's truth. And sometimes I have to be reminded by other people like mm-hmm. you or someone else to tell me who I really am. So share that with someone. And this is how to discover my interest to set goals. I already told you that. Write it down. What do you do? Do it. Because here's the problem. Some of you are so... Should I do it? Lazy. You've gotten into a pattern of laziness. You won't even sit down for 10 minutes to write down your own life dreams. Hmm. Okay? So you got two options. You can pick up your phone and play your little app game. You can go play your PlayStation or Xbox. Right. You can watch that Facebook video. You can watch that reality show. You can turn on Netflix. Or you can do something that's going to benefit your life. So right? good, man. Bingo. That's it. That's all I got. I we have a lot of good man. questions. Those of you, uh, we man, we probably have at least four more. Oh, yeah. Please help us out. We're coming to the end. We've a- answered over, man, almost, I think we're heading up to 1,200 questions. 100. You hear my <laughs> southern come out? Mm. 1,200 questions. You can. It doesn't just have to be questions. It can be topics. And that's at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. If you want to donate to this ministry, guys, we would love that. It goes directly back into the ministry. Uh, we'll give you a shout-out. We really will. If we've missed you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get old fun guy Austin. He's sort of in charge of that to uh, let me have a list, and we're going to give you a shout-out because it really does mean a lot to us. Oh, yeah. Uh, we appreciate you guys. So you can um, you can give anytime from your phone at www.theremnant, R-E-M-N-A-N-T, dot life slash give. It is. All right. So, you got anything else, man? Um, Mike? other than man, just what a good episode this was. You know, I really appreciate you know your mind. I always do, and you know it's an honor to be able to sit and just talk about life and talk about God with you. It's it's humbling. It's it's always good. I always learn something. You know, so um, and thank you guys for watching. You know, and listening. I hope you guys take something from this episode. I think this is oh man. I, I feel like we almost say it every week, but it's just so good. Um, and I don't know, man. There's just something different about this, and you hey, know, I feel the same way, dude. You really pushed me today and gave me a lot of good thoughts for so, real. So it's it's good stuff. Pleasure's so all hope mine. you guys enjoy it, and I love you guys. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. So I love you. Yep. And real quick, just so everyone knows, shout out to production guy Blake. So awesome. Oh yeah. Um, just sit back behind the screen and you know listen to us and, and run the camera. So that's a big deal. We appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, we love you guys. We hope you have a great day, and truly, God bless you.